It's October 29th, 2015, and Navi didn't really disband. I'm Colin Detmar. And I'm Emily Dalton, and this is Bottle Crow, a Dota 2 podcast. So, last podcast, we talked about how Navi should disband. And what? less than 12 hours after we announced that, Navi or said that to each other, recorded it, Navi said, hey, we're disbanding. And then they didn't. And then they said, oh, check your calendars, it's April f- Hmm, look over there. Like... So, our points from last time still stand. They need to disband. They need to actually disband, and not just kick Havost and pretend that that's disbanding. Uh, well, I mean, surely now they're doing a lot better, right, and winning a bunch of games? They're a bunch of fucking feeders. Yeah. It's genuinely embarrassing. Like, I watched their first game as a, air quotes, new team. And I genuinely just felt bad watching that. Sorry, man. It's depressing. It is depressing. And I just, like... When they said, like, okay, we're reforming... And Dendi and Saneko will still be there. That was the original announcement, right? Mm-hmm. And they're like, and we'll talk about the other members later. And I was like, well, I don't know that that's a proper disbanding, but like, Saneko's a hell of a player, and Dendi's got potential. <laughs> he he was amazing once. I'm sure he could be amazing again. And then it's like, oh, and Funic's still here, and Funic has been like, I am not going to insult the legacy of Funic. That man is a legend. His time has passed, and he's playing like crap. It's got to be hard for any for anybody who's that kind of like incredibly well respected talent at some point to go. And now it's time for me to stop. I mean, look at Michael Jordan. It, it's hard to give it up, which is why you need somebody to to fire you. Yeah, point. you do. And also, I mean, like if he went down to it, like like if he wasn't in. I don't know. The way Dota is organized, sort of like, there's not really, like, a double... There's, like, there is... There are effectively teams that are, like, single, double, and triple A. Mm -hmm. But they all just play for the World Series anyway, you know? (laughs) And if that was better organized, if there were, like, tournaments that it was like, no, no triple A team's gonna turn up here because it's not worth their time, that would be great for Funnick. That's what he needs right now. Do you think Valve organizing more major tournaments through the year is a step towards something like that bracketed system? I definitely do. I think there's going to come a point where, I mean, I don't think it's ever going to be like, well, not ever. I don't think it's in the in, in the near future going to be like, EG isn't going to go any tournament that Valve doesn't hold. But, I mean, we're already seeing, like, teams be like, no, this tournament isn't worth our time. It's not enough money. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, there are times where it's like, oh, like, the finals of this tournament are like, and this is this is not a real example, but it's like ninjas in pajamas versus like Hellraisers, and it's like, oh, this is not a matchup you see very much. That's really interesting because the really like top tier TI Grand Finals competitor teams passed on the tournament, mm-hmm. and if that trend continues, then well, maybe we'll find a place for Havost. Oh no, I definitely prefer to see those teams pass on the tournaments rather than what you see sometimes going and just screwing around. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's not uh, that's not fun for anybody. Maybe you could just practice elsewhere. Yeah. Just go scrim. Don't, you know. Yeah. <sighs> Play a your lot moms. Of, a lot of things about the scene need to be organized. But... And, you know, like, people, like, I understand people not wanting to, like, publish scrims because they don't want to, like... People don't want to show themselves scrimming because they don't want to give away strategies. And I get that. But also, if you're like, hey, EG is going to play Team Secret in a best of three for practice, and if you want to watch, it's a dollar. Huh. Make some fucking money. That's true. Like, Or even, you know, the, the time-respected tradition of if you watch, then in between each match, there you're going to have to watch a couple-minute commercial about Doritos. Sure. Sure. I just, like, there's, they're, like, 
the scene is so so centered around tournaments yeah and i think tournaments are great and i love that we have them and i don't want us to lose them but there needs to be something in between tournaments we can't live prize pool to prize pool so what do you think of the way um riot handles the same problem i think right i don't want valve to be the ones hiring and firing players no there's that otherwise otherwise the way valve handles things is really spectacular you mean riot yes okay thank you riot the way riot handles things with like the like oh no every every like friday night you can see two like major teams from north america competing and they're like there are like professional announcers and they have a proper setup and the ui is good well at least as good as leagues riot leagues leagues ui ever gets um it's really crisp and professional and it makes watching it so much easier um, we had uh, a number of episodes back, uh, Ethan Morris uh, on the podcast, um, and he talked about how he doesn't watch Pro Dota anymore because it's such a pain in the ass. He watches League, and he doesn't like League, but he can watch League. It's possible for him to watch League, so he does. See, I watched League for the first time a week ago, um, going, I've never seen League, this is ridiculous, I should watch a game. And it's true, I was very impressed by the presentation and the way it was handled and all of that. When it came to the actual game, I was... Uh, I was less having a good time. I was my partner was in the room with me and got to listen to a lot of. Okay, it's like eighteen minutes. Still, no one's died. I don't. There's a scorpion standing on rocks. But yeah, uh, presentation A plus. Yeah, yeah. You know our our complaints about the way the game plays aside. Yeah. Because you know, I'm sure that comes up constantly in this podcast, and I just forget about it. But. Yeah, the way they organize their scene is really crisp, and there's a lot that we should we should learn from. So, there was a patch right before, like today, and um, so it's it's kind of nice to once be recording, like shortly after a patch, without having to do some kind of special episode for it. <laughs> yeah, our, um, our notes for the episode were a little short, and then all of a sudden, there's a patch. There's a patch yeah it was yeah so many times i feel like something important happens on a friday and we nearly always record on thursdays and that's a bummer um so this patch is sort of in lieu of dire tide um there are there's um a new chest for the compendium there are uh a few very 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 minor balance changes um and then there's a new custom game mode for halloween and we tried it out right before recording. We played a couple rounds of it. We did. We actually, you know, actually did our due diligence. Hey. <laughs> so the mode is called Haunted Coliseum. It is a control point based map, not unlike you would find in, say, one of the Battlefield games or other, you know, like a very, like, classic uh, first person shooter kind of thing where there are five control points um, arranged sort of in a, like, an N shape, basically. Yeah. And you try to control control points up to the opponent's base. If you have a majority of the points, uh, more, majority of the control points, you start gaining like score points, which will win the game. Um, and the the larger your majority, the faster you gain points. You're trying to get up to five thousand points. Uh, mm-hmm. One thing I thought was neat. I think I called it to you the Mario Kart item. Um, every time you get another thousand points, the enemy team spawns behemoths, which are big stone golems that have true sight and are immune to all magic. They just come at your team, mm-hmm. uh, which seems great. Like it keeps it from just spiraling too far out of control. But also, it's really like, unlike say Mario Kart, it's kind of predictable, yeah. right? And, like, and it's also announced in the game. Mm-hmm. So, like, we were getting beat back at one point in one of our our two games that we got to play. And I was like, okay, like, they're beating us back. We have the lead, but we are, it looks like we're not going to win this fight. And we could push and hope that it works out. Or they're, like, ten points away from another thousand and we'll get behemoths and we can turn on them. Mm -hmm. So it's something you can also kind of plan around, which is appreciated. It It makes it more tactical than just, you know, like, well, looks like you got the blue shell. Um, yeah, because there are no creeps. It's otherwise a brawler. Mm-hmm. Um, there are no creeps except for zombies from Undying's Tombstone, because every game will have an Undying. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. Undying, Zeus, they're going to be in all your games. <laughs> Gyrocopter is real popular. Like, 
it works exactly like you think it would work. Heroes that have a lot of AoE and like to fight constantly are really good in this mode. The patch notes even mention, like, you want to pick someone who can team fight. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, Val. So who all did we try? I believe we tried uh, Witch Doctor, Earthshaker, Queen of Pain, and Bristleback. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I feel like all of those were good picks. I think none of them were bad picks. I think Bristle was probably the best pick out of those. Bristle worked out real well. <laughs> I was I was happy with how that was going. Um, It was real hard when, I think Undying got a refresher. Yeah. And he dropped two tombstones at once, and I was standing in the middle of them with my Octarine Core, and my Blade Mail, and my Crimson Guard, and my Heart, just trying to punch out these tombstones, and they just wouldn't fucking die. <laughs> well, and I cleverly, I mean, the games, we, at least the games that we played, were very chaotic. There are also traps in the environment. There are mm-hmm. poison traps, fire traps, spike traps. There's a pendulum that is an insta-kill if you get hit by it. Um... So it's it's pretty chaotic, and uh, I never built any survivability. That really, yeah, no, you you noticed that I was dead a lot. There's no uh-huh. death counter for the record, y'all, and they keep the buyback cost very low. Like it's clear you're gonna die a bunch, you're gonna come back a bunch. It's a good time, have fun. Um, but yeah, I never built any survivability. I mean, I had a bracer on Witch Doctor, I guess, but that was the limit of it. You're um, a lunatic. I know. I built heart both games. Well, and certainly. Midway into both games, I was going like, "Man, you know what'll be better?" <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. It was. It's a mess. It's constantly a mess, but it's fun, and I don't like. I don't feel like any one hero dominates it to the point that it makes things unpleasant. Like Undying's probably like of what I've seen, I would say Undying is the most effective hero in this mode. Yeah. But not to the point that it's like, well, why are we even here? No, the second game, uh, we won, and the other team had Undying. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, yeah, it was just a lot of, like, you know, you know like, sure, you've got all these, these zombies after you, but you just kill everyone. And then, <laughs> like, it's actually kind of the opposite of, like, well, if he's really fed Undying, actually killing the tombstone is kind of hard. Um, so kill everyone else first. That's easier. Another thing about this game mode is that right now most of the people playing it don't know what they're doing. But at least for us, on in each game, there were one or two people on our team who really knew what was going on, who were like desperately pinging the map to get people to stop walking in the spike traps or stop getting me to stand under when the pendulum's going to come. Like all they want in the world is a dazzle. Our second game, all he wanted in the world was to stop us from walking into our deaths over and over again. No, that was Zeus. It, Zeus dazzle some, was the one. Wa- no, it was Dazzle too. If you were reading the Dazzle, team chat. walked into it many times though. Well, I guess that would make him a hypocrite. For but. the second half of the game, at least he was he was saying things like, "Please, guys, don't go." Okay, you just you can't walk into. Okay, oh my fucking god! Like this, yeah, it was definitely Zeus in the beginning. I think that Zeus might have been in our first game we played Zeus. Um, yeah, actually. and he was definitely that guy that time who was he was he was less frustrated than Dazzle, and mm-hmm. Dazzle was never mean about it, but he he did say, "Oh my fucking god!" One time, I was like, <laughs> I'm "Like guys, like the pendulum is coming, fucking step the pot." Okay, okay, three of you died. Great. No. Okay. Yeah, and it's it's not like there's no warning. There's like the screen shakes and stones fall, and there's this rumbling sound, Listen, and there's this a lot huge going fucking on in my bladed life. pendulum falls. Yeah. No. I I got hit by it quite a few times as well. Oh, and also I didn't realize the pendulum can come more than once, like in a row, right off the bat. Uh, so I definitely got killed by pendulum number two one time, mm-hmm. which morally I felt less responsible for. <laughs> yeah, it's um. I haven't played a ton of their holiday modes. I played a tiny bit of Year Beast back in the day, like the original Year Beast. I played a little bit of Year Beast Brawl this year. Uh, I don't know if I did any of the others. I never did Dire Tide. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is the one that I've actually found fun. See, and this is the first holiday mode that I've played, and I'm going, woo, yeah, hop around, this is ridiculous. Year Beast Brawl was so gross. I yeah. I, I mean, I was around for that. I was just going, haha, no. Yeah, I I played it once to to try. No, I played it twice. I played it twice to try it, and it was just the worst. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I 
I am also really glad that, like, instead of having this big, like, like, oh, here's Dire Tide, and here are these Dire Tide hats and all these Dire Tide items, they're like, no, here's a dire, here's a custom game to celebrate Halloween. And also, we're not calling it Dire Tide, because shut up about Dire Tide. When you kill he- heroes, they drop cupcakes that will restore health or mana. Mm-hmm. It's pretty great. So, yeah, I am, I am quite positive on that. Um... I will say the uh, the patch, like the balance changes that they did, they nerfed Doom a little bit, and they nerfed uh, Broodmother's Spiderlings a tiny bit. Like, these are really, really small tweaks. That's all they did, balance-wise. Um, and they were in response to the... Gosh, I hope I don't get this name wrong. Uh, the Nanyang uh, tournament that just ran. Um, it was a major tournament in China, and... Yeah, it's just, you know, big tournaments happen, and Valve was like, hmm, one hero seemed a little too dominant, let's make some minor tweaks. Um, you can tell, though, I feel like, that they're just, like, they're chomping at the bit to hit a big patch. <laughs> like, they're like, we're not going to make any balance changes, this is the final version of the game until the Fall Major is over, and even then they can't resist. Like, they're raring to go, and that has me pretty excited. Oh, I can't even imagine. I'm ready to have some new some new dominant heroes though. Like Undying's had his day in the sun. Let's maybe let's maybe well, give Undying... Batrider a chance. In every other mode, Undying isn't that bad anymore. Like he can be really good, like anybody can. Storm Spirit but... and Gyro then. My point remains. Let's give Batrider his time. Batrider Batrider could use some time. Batrider's a good dude. You know who else is a good dude? Uh, Gabe Newell. That's a creative answer. <laughs> I was thinking of Phantom Lancer. I love Phantom Lancer. Not to play, just to admire. Phantom Lancer's a cool dude. I find that it's really frustrating to fight him late game. Mm. Um, which is why I have constantly pushed my agenda <laughs> of making you able to identify the real Phantom Lancer with a gem of true sight, which has not received very positive reception. Has there been reader mail that's been, like, giving you moral support? How do you keep going in the face of overwhelming criticism of your idea? Well, it's just you and Johnny, and you guys don't know anything about Dota. Well, that's certainly fair on my end. (laughs) Uh, I'm an ideas man, Emily. But sometimes you're a bad ideas man. So listen, I was thinking about this, right? Yeah. And I was thinking about an agonyms for him. Yeah. You know what? Why don't you go first? <laughs> I did not come up with an agonyms. I am sorry really? to let you down this time. But I really like looking at his abilities. I came up with some sort of like extremely Emily ideas. Like I don't know if you've ever seen. Um, the movie, I'm not going to go, the, the Flying Guillotine, Master of the Flying Guillotine, um, came uh-huh. up with one in which he, with his triangle hat, like, cosmetic set, can pull it off and throw it at people to do a lot of damage. Like, no, really, I think he's a good hero in a good place. Like, I can't think of a realistic way to buff him that's not super boring. I think he's he's just really good. Would you like a, a way to buff him that's really fucked up? Uh, besides my murder hat, you mean? Sure. Well, the problem with your murder hat is that it relies on him having a certain cosmetic. Oh, don't worry. I was I was really coming up with some solutions for that. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> okay. So here's my thinking, right? What's your thinking? What if you gave him an extra ability that was a cooldown, and when he hit it, he and his uh his illusions near him get this aura, where for a limited time. When you hit him, and I guess you'd probably have to make it so that it's for more than a certain amount of HP, he swaps places with one of his illusions. Hmm. And, you know, he can control this. It's not a passive. He would turn it on. But, like, he's just jumping all over the goddamn fight. That would be Every really time fun. you hit him hard. I, I have now come up with one that is uh, also not super serious, but I, I have one to propose now. Okay. When he has an axe, if you hit his illusion... It goes, nope. 
when you hit his illusion, mm-hmm. when he adds an axe, the Phantom Lancer illusion stops and says, oh, I'm not the real one. The real one's over there. See, you can tell he looks different than the others. I just like the idea of someone spinning into battle and just a chorus of quiet gruff. Nope, 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 nope. It's psychological warfare. Well, we could make that a voice part of of his, of the, of my axe, right? Perfect. When he swaps places, he says, nope. Alright, yeah. I... Imagine how awful that would be during an echo slam. I think we would you would be deafened. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've really solved this one. I think, you know, sometimes it's like we've got good ideas, we've got bad ideas, let's toss this around. And sometimes it's just like, oh, I guess we're done. We nailed it. It's... Nailed it to the wall. We made bad idea salad. Mmm. <laughs> Tasty. Speaking of solving problems you didn't know existed with terrible solutions that are kind of hard to deal with, it's Fan mm-hmm. Fiction Corner. Oh, Okay. Sorry, but now it's Fan Fiction Corner. All right. I announced it. I mean, it happens to me sometimes. <laughs> you wake up in the middle of the night and your phone's just talking, saying, Unexpected by user Flame of Retribution. I gotta tell you, this one is unfinished, um, and it was only written in April. So I think it's probably, like, there are three chapters, they were all written in April. I think this one's probably been abandoned. But I think it's told as much of the story as it really needs to to make its point. Um, it's about Invoker and Anti-Mage. That's what drew me in initially. Uh, you do love those two. I, I love seeing them paired together because I love that people see sexual tension between Anti-Mage and Invoker. Um, if you were going to ask me, if you were like, Emily, seriously, seriously, we're going to stipulate that there is sexual tension between Dota heroes, name a couple. They'd never be on my list. It just wouldn't happen. I can see where people are coming from when they're like, no, but he is magic and he hates magic. I just watch a lot less anime than those people, I think. Okay, well, hang on. Name three pairs that you would choose. Oh! And, 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 super, super obvious ones are disqualified. No Naga and Slark, no Vengeance Skywrath. Oh, don't even worry about it, man. I was going to say, in fact, I think Vengeance Lycan could work something out. Since she's, you know, mysterious and sad, and he's sort of broody, man of the forest, kind of wild, but needs maybe a cleavage ghost to tame him. <sighs> okay. Let's see, what else have we got? It's got to be Juggernaut and somebody, right? And I can't say Juggernaut and Crystal Maiden, because everybody says Juggernaut and Crystal Maiden. I don't know if you knew that, but spoiler. No, totally. Everyone everybody says that. Everybody says but, Juggernaut yeah. and Crystal Maiden. Like, I don't even run in your circles, and I know that one. Yeah. Um. I'm, I'm, hmm. In fact... I'm also I'm gonna make sure that I do a male male one because those are very popular. So let me think. And you, if you have ideas along this line, please let me know what you're thinking. I think Zeus and Death Prophet would be quite the power couple. Man, I think they would annoy the shit out of each other. Oh sure, but in that way that couples do. And I guess I can't list Alchemist as a couple; it'd be hilarious there. <laughs> or Techies. Oh no, 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 no! I love Techies. No joking around. Let's see. I think Lion and Terrorblade. I'm gonna say. I see. I'm actually. They're really. Com- they're they're really competitive. I'm kind of halfway trying to take this seriously, Colin. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna say Lena and Shadow Shaman. I can see. I mean, you know, he's got like not the handsomest face, but I think you know he's got the air of mystery. He's powerful. He could really assist somebody with what she's got going on. They both got the magic thing going. I think maybe. Hang on, what does she have going on? Uh, magic and burning people. And also, you know, like, powers that she needs people to stand still for. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, I can see her being pretty pa- pragmatic about this kind of thing. And also, also, I think she needs a guy who's not, like, the handsomest guy in Dota to put up with her bullshit. Because if you're dating Lena, you know there's some bullshit. You know, fiery redhead, blah, blah. I know Lena Inverse. There's some bullshit. Yeah. So now my male-male couple. And I already used Lycan. Hmm. And I'm not going to use Invoker or Anti-Mage. I think that's just cheating. Because I now have them established as a total couple. Because I've read... Tinker and Rubik would be so cute. Maybe. You're thinking about that one? I'm thinking about it with a look of horror on my face and trying to work my way around. What it? Gosh. Huh. Huh. 
I have a hard time thinking of Rubik being cute with anyone. I find him extremely creepy. Um, but you know, Tinker's he's he's a little antsy. I mean, look, antsy. He has a, he has like his movement speed is terrible. So of course he's twitchy. He's like, God, I just I want to get somewhere. Hmm. Well, uh, I respect your pairing there. <laughs> Man, maybe I just need to look at a picture of heroes because I'm having trouble coming up with. I mean, Phantom Lancer. I guess maybe Phantom Lancer should be one of the guys since he seems like one of those like quieter, sweeter, tragic history guys. But what Dota dude could I hook him up with? Hmm. Bounty hunter because he's also a weird cat. Lone druid also a valid option for someone out there. I feel like the bear makes that all weird. It's possible. I was going to criticize you for that response and then thought for half a second and went, well, well, you know, I'm going to say, um, mm, nope. I really want to get this right. I feel high pressure. And this is my male male one. And I just like, I keep seeing, like I'm scrolling through all the Dota heroes and I keep seeing like Meepo or Nyx Assassin and going, well, uh, Hmm. Bloodseeker too creepy. Man. I'm going with uh no, that's a lady. Dang nabbit. <laughs> I almost I was like, oh wait, we should just put uh Tree and One Ranger together and just do the thing. No, you know what? I'm going Phantom Lancer Sven. Alright. Sure. Yeah. I think they have uh personalities that would really complement. And that's done. So good. Okay. But we were talking about Invoker and Anti-Mage. Um, and, uh, yeah, I... This is not my favorite story. It was not my least favorite story. I have to say that it really paid off the premise that it sets up. So I'm going to read a selection from Chapter 1 first, just to sort of set up what happens, and to quote him quoting Invoker, because how could I resist? Quas, Wex, Exhort, Sonic Boom! The mage dressed in white robes with blonde hair cried as he waved his arms in the air, producing a deafening blast of energy. The mysterious magician cried out in pain as he was blown away by the incredible force. Ah, oof! Those are not a quotation mark, so I think that's just the author also being blown away. So, he's beating up a magician... And the magician's like, no, no, I've got this scroll that I have to take to Rubik, and you can't take it away. And Invoker's like, give it to me right now. So Invoker boosts a scroll from this guy. And then he decides to just go ahead and read it out. And he, I'll read y'all the spell. I'm not afraid. But Invoker's unable to tell from this spell what kind of spell this probably is. Yang and Yin, which side is in? Lady or man, I know that I can. Groom and bride, see the other side. Warlock and witch, make me switch. As always, you can email us. If <laughs> <laughs> oh. I, I just switched anyone, I apologize, uh, but I believe Valve is ultimately responsible. So, yeah, he... Uh... So, Invoker passes out and I wakes up <sighs> then the memories came rushing back that's right there was an idiot who challenged me ha he lost miserably but this scroll I think he gave me this in exchange for his life but why am I on the floor and gods why does my chest feel so freaking heavy oh my awesomeness my back is killing me the invoker cursed inwards as he tried to stand up huh these orbs must be the reason why my chest feels so heavy. The blonde tried to pull out the accursed things that were adding the extra weight, but to no avail. They're stuck? He tried you again. have to stop. But they still wouldn't come off. Hmm. have to stop. They're soft and fleshy, but quite heavy and annoying. Whoever glued these things to my chest is gonna pay. And then he remembered about the man. That idiot. He must have cursed me while I was out cold after casting that spell. Grr. I'll have your head, you son of a... Eep! The blonde covered his mouth in shock and horror. My voice! That's, what happened to my really voice? You really have to stop. I'll stop you now. Really... I'll, I'll stop <laughs> But, um... So, I don't know whether you could tell from the selection that I read, but it is spelled out a few paragraphs later. He turned into a girl. 
So he, he used the turn into a girl spell to turn into a girl. Um, and it turns out that he can't use magic anymore because, of course, girls have breasts instead of magic. That's just how it works. So he's pretty upset. Okay, hang on. So we were, we were, you were flippant for a second there, and I think fairly. But is it actually explained why he can't use magic? Uh, it comes up again near the very end. He just tries to use magic and fails. Uh, and do, 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 do. It just says like, oh, well, I guess it was with the spell. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, I really, it seemed to be just that girls, I mean, girls don't have, he's been turned into a girl with no magic, because girls. Well, I mean, and obviously we both agree that that's bad logic, but even in the context of Dota, that's bad logic. Like, okay, okay, mo- I am the invoker, I'm telling you the truth, darn it, it must be this darn curse that made me lose all my power, and then she starts crying, so that's the explanation that we get. <laughs> okay, yeah. All right. Um, so she she finds Auntie Mage sort of uh, unconscious and beaten up in the road, and Auntie Mage wakes up and starts feeling up some gazongas in bed with him, and then he's like, "Wait, there's a girl in here. What?" Um, and. She wakes up, he wakes up, Invoker wakes up and is enraged, and then they have, like, an anime fight, you know. I mean, I can read you some of that if you want, but they have an anime shouty fight. And I... Yeah. I... Yeah. She makes fun of his name. Because, sure. Um, Magina. It could have gone with Andy Mage, I think the superior option. So, Mm -hmm. at this point, you realize that Invoker's been affected by this curse in many ways. Not just the papayas, and not just the lack of magic, but then you get a little internal monologue. But wait, didn't he say he was the anti-mage? So he's supposedly the enemy of all magic, huh? That means he's my enemy, too. But even so, he doesn't look all that bad. Now that I take a closer look, he's rather cute. Wait, what? Cute? That word shouldn't exist in my vast vocabulary. Damn this curse. This is what it's turning me into. This... This girl! But still... That's... So it goes on for a little while after that. They decide they're going to adventure together. She cries. They're super into each other, but really awkward about it. So, I'm okay with this one having been abandoned, because it seems like... Trash? It seems like they were gonna have to bang if it kept going, and I don't think I could deal with it, is what I was thinking. But your description is not 100% unfair. Like, I... I am not playing it up. When we do fanfiction corner, generally speaking, Wait, what? when I'm exasperated or feeling despair, I just kind of let that go. I let it all out. I don't need theatrics. <laughs> um, maybe I exaggerate a little bit, but it's pretty much all genuine. Um, but genu- generally, it's like, okay, I think this is badly written, or I think this idea was kind of absurd, or whatever, badly executed, what have you, right? But I fundamentally respect the endeavor of trying to create fanfiction. I'm sorry, this one sucks. This one is trash. It's not good. It's not good. Um... It's pretty shallow. Somebody watched way too much Ranma one half and just sort of ran with it. I mean, it's like it's like one woman harem anime for the last chapter when they've met each other, and uh, I find that kind of exasperating. Uh, I'm gonna read you the very last part of the story. They decide that they're gonna stick together so that he can help her with the curse. Um, you you will? I thought you didn't believe me. Furthermore, aren't you supposed to be Magic's most feared enemy? Why help me? The blonde questioned, trying to sound uninterested as she suppressed the joy she was suddenly feeling. Well, like I said, I want to repay you for earlier. That and some personal reasons, he muttered the last part, piquing the blonde's interest. What was that? The last part, I mean. Oh, nothing, nothing. It must be your imagination. 
Let's just go, all right, he said as he offered out his hand to the blonde girl. Uh, well, who wants to know anyway? And I don't need your perverted hand, thank you very much. She moved ahead, hiding her flushed cheeks, leaving the anti-mage dumbfounded. As you will it. And so our two heroes set out for the royal city. That's the end. Um, I'd hate to knock your anti-mage voice, but like, he doesn't play football? He doesn't play football. Maybe he did before he got hit in the head so much. <laughs> well, This anti-mage? No. Okay. I gotta walk that back. That was a dumb joke. Let me give you my honest response. Was it the anti-mage? Anti-mage in Dota is kind of a doofus, but he is a serious, hard-working, bad motherfucker doofus. This anti-mage is like, oh man, I just might find that answer I'm looking for if I tag along with her. Well, I don't know why, but it feels like something big is about to happen. Like, he's just a dummy. Alright, I guess that's fair. He keeps trying to hold I mean... hands with her. Is there any redeeming quality to this thing? I feel like the author cared about it. That matters to me. Um, I like... Okay. You know that one of the things I like especially in Dota fanfiction is when it suddenly gets really video gamey. When the two of them are trying to leave the hotel where they're staying, or the inn, I guess, they're trying to go through the bar, but it turns out there is a walrus punching people. <laughs> um, including someone with a mohawk, and he just, like, you know, he's just hanging out there punching people. They have to try to find a spot to escape. And it's not badly written. It's sort of hard to tell what's coming on. And there's um, one short paragraph Walrus punch, that's for you. Icy punch, out goes another. Arctic punch, that one was sent flying. My signature punch, poor guy. Crash punch, one hell of a punch. 30 degrees below punch, 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 punch. There were still a lot of people standing up and the fun just kept on going. It's like, it's sort of doofy, but it's like, I always find it kind of adorable when suddenly it's like, and now let's shoehorn in some more video game shit. Like, yeah, okay. Hey, Tusk, how's it going with the punching? Yeah. Invoker and Animator holding hands. Yeah, that's what I got. Well. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Where do we go from here? Let's. Let's redeem someone's good name. Let's talk about Invoker's lore. Okay. So, basically, Invoker is very old. And back when Invoker was a young man, magic was essentially just... You had to remember a lot of shit, right? You didn't need wands, you didn't need potions, you didn't need scrolls or spell books. You just need to have the whole of a spell inside your mind, right? I liked your initial description. It made me think of, like, the bus will be here in eight minutes. Oh my god, it must be magic! <laughs> you were great to spell um, So, like, the greatest mages in the land knew three spells. Hmm. Or four if they're, like, legends, right? Normal wizards would know two. There were a lot of mages who only knew one. Like, these spells just filled your mind. And Invoker was incredible because he knew 10. That's pretty good. And that's how many he knows now. He's actually learned a lot more over time Hmm. and just decided that they weren't worth remembering. One of those spells is a spell that makes him ageless. So he's been around for a long goddamn time just because he cast that spell and then he was done with it and he forgot it. And so basically he is the oldest human, probably human, in Dota. He's, a, he's old enough to know some of the, like, some of the, like, the uh, fundamentals, the other beings that have been around for, you know, since the beginning of time. And basically he's just an arrogant asshole. That's kind of a bummer. It's great. Oh, I meant. I like it a lot. (laughs) 
Yeah, he's just, you know, I mean, you have played with an invoker. Everybody has played with an invoker. Turns out the player who tends to play invoker in a pub match is perfectly matched with invoker, is that he's a condescending dickweed. Uh, listen. <laughs> and I just think that's kind of perfect. Yeah. His lore is obviously not super complicated, but I don't know. I feel like it's it's short and to the point, and I appreciate it. Maybe he used to be a lady and he cast a spell to change gender a long time ago. Yeah, he used to be a lady and he was like, this sucks, I can't remember any spells, I gotta get rid of my breasts. <laughs> uh, I thought I could store spells in them, but it turns out it doesn't work like that. I wanted to make that same joke. Bless you, Colin. <laughs> uh, so, I guess our, our final subject for this podcast is you recently realized that you've been waiting, you've been playing games in your free time, and you don't have a ton of that to play Dota. Alas. And you've been quietly waiting for the day that you could play Ranked. And finally I was like, well, have you checked? And it turns out you already can. I can I can certainly do my MMR determining games now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, are you excited? I have some concerns. <laughs> um, it's very weird to be at that point. Like, I knew I was... I played, what, I played like 130 games, and then way more bot games than that, because I just played bot games for a long time. Um, and I guess I'd like to be reminded of why this was a goal. <laughs> um, because I... Uh, reading the something awful Dota 2 thread, it's like, well, the one thing that I've noticed for sure about ranked games is that people freak out about them way more than they freak out about how unranked games go. So remind me, sure. if you don't mind, and the listening audience, like, what is the advantage of playing ranked? Like, what do you see as the differences between ranked and unranked games? Because you play both. I do. I do. Um, I mean, I think the advantages of ranked are, like, people are going to take the game more seriously. And that has pros and cons, but it means, like, okay, like, if you're in a game and you've got three carries picked, the next person is way more likely to pick a support in ranked because they're like, well, we need supports to function and I want to win. Man, that is kind of hard to imagine. People are less likely to abandon. Mm. It helps the game keep track of how good you are, and so, like, like even if you're not actively playing ranked a bunch it still helps the game understand and match make you better. And in Ranked, it also tries harder to make an even match. I feel like there are a lot of benefits to it. Um, and obviously, like, the benefits of Unranked are it's a good place to go when you tr want to try something out mm -hmm. without worrying too much about whether it's good or not. And it's a good place if you want to play modes that are less, like, hardcore balanced modes. Like, we play a lot of Random Draft. I love Random because Draft. I really appreciate the way it shakes up. Like, people can't go in there knowing, like, okay, we're a five stack and we have one team composition that we ever play, right? Mm -hmm. We play Lich, Spirit Breaker, Bounty Hunter, Riki, you know, whatever. We have this, like, this set combo that we do. And you can't do that in Random Draft. The game picks 20 heroes and everyone has to pick from among those 20 heroes. And yet it's not like single draft, which presents each player with three choices, and sometimes you're just screwed. Yeah, that's, I mean, that, the, avoiding people's, like, the one combination they can totally screw you with is 80% of why I like random draft. The other uh -huh. part is that I think it's, I don't do as much as I should, in fact, of mixing it up a little bit. Um, I've got, I think a lot of people, like, basically have a stable of heroes they play. Mine's bigger than it used to be, but it's, what, I don't know, eight characters or something? Like, not a ton. Um, and I'm being a little generous with eight. Uh, I can say eight. I'm comfortable with eight. Are you comfortable with eight? What are the eight, Emily? I'd say I'd be happy to play Witch Doctor, Techies, Sven, Venomancer, Coddle, um, Treant. Uh, I would definitely keep playing Lion, although I blow at him, so I don't know whether he goes on that list. I play Crystal Maiden badly shadow shaman that's eight without counting lion 
Um, I love Bristle and Death Prophet, but I can't carry, so I didn't put them on that list. Okay. Uh, Silencer, I'll play a carry Silencer. So maybe, you know, maybe round me up to ten, because I've got a couple third heroes on there. But Mm -hmm. yeah, so, you know, they're they're a stable of people. I want to start... The next time Skywrath pops up in in random draft, I think I'd like to give him a shot, because he seems like a real pain in the tuchus in landing. And that's my life goal. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, it helps to push me a little, not just be like, you know what, it's just Sven. It's just Sven for the rest of my life, because Sven and Techies, that's all I need in my life. Um, it's not a bad life I just described by the way could be worse so and I guess I mean I worry a little bit that going back into rank they don't have random draft right it's all picker captains correct I worry a little bit that I'll I'll be sort of back with that like the disruptor and bloodseeker who two stack and love each other and and, you know like okay okay and obviously not every game goes that way and you're always going to get some of that but yeah and I mean, you know, Dota Dota biases towards like matching groups with groups and matching individuals with individuals. Mm-hmm. It doesn't always, it can't always pull that off, depending on how much it has to work with. But like, generally speaking, it's going to go for five individuals versus five individuals, or groups versus groups. Yeah, well, I've heard that when there's a significant MMR disparity, which there's going to be between you and me, that matchmaking gets very weird and ranked. Uh-huh. For sure. Um, I guess also, and this is a very small concern, but like, it's going to be a very little number. I mean, I've been very open about the fact that I'm bad at Dota, but like, I think the number is going to be under a thousand, and I think it's just going to take me a couple of days of drinking alone, and then I'll be fine. But I, I'm not be like, when do I pencil that in? <laughs> hmm. So, I see. MMR ain't nothing but a number about how shitty you are at the Dota. <laughs> and some of it, yeah. I mean, I feel like every like I've noticed a couple times recently, I think Dota thinks I'm slightly better at Dota now. You know, like, more people, for example, thanking supports for warding, or trying to work together, or just not, you know, just not running into the same stupid death trap over and over again. And of course, again, there's going to be some of that at any level, I think, but... Sure. I don't know, man... Yeah, I don't know. I when I play solo, I basically always play ranked. Mm-hmm. I don't tend to play ranked when I'm playing group anymore because random draft is, you know, given that playing in a group makes you more likely to run into other groups who are very likely to be doing a, you know, specific team comp. That makes me lean towards random draft because mm-hmm. it's just a lot of these team compositions are just compositions that prey upon a lack of team center like communication you know i didn't list spirit breaker put him on my list sorry go ahead yeah well that's a good one right like that's exactly my point Mm -hmm. like spirit breaker is a hero that is certainly not bad but if your team isn't communicating he gets (laughs) way more powerful yeah i've been on the wrong end of that and the right end of that sure yeah me too so you know it's just like grouped rank is bad Mm. like not like i'm not saying it's necessarily a bad experience though it definitely can be but also just like the mechanics of how group mmr is calculated are really stupid my group mmr is at this point 600 700 below my solo mmr (laughs) it's a pretty big disparity and it's just because like and i'm playing like it's like well i'm playing with my friend and I feel comfortable saying that I am better than my friend, and his group MMR is 3,000 and mine is 1.5. <laughs> and it's like, sure, okay. Well, there you go. Yeah. Um, it's just that the mechanics of that don't really work at all. Mm. Um, so I don't know. I think if you're playing solo and ranked is an option available to you and you want to get better at the game, I think ranked is a good way to do it. See? Like, if that's your... if Well, okay... Everybody wants to get better at the game. If that is your goal, then I think ranked is the way to play solo. That's dirty pool, but okay, that's a pretty good reason. I mean, you you're allowed to be like, I want to get better, but I also like it's really important to me that I have a good time every time. Then don't play ranked. <laughs> then don't play Dota. Come on. Yes. Yes. <laughs> then play. True. I don't know. What's here's the storm or something. Oh no! I got the spider 
plant thing. Here we go. Blah! <laughs> it's pirates. Blah! It's pirates is basically their back of the box quote. I really, I, you know, it might be super fun to play. I've only watched people who don't really know how to play it play it, and so I'm left with this sort of baffled contempt that is not balanced or informed. Well, not balanced or informed is basically our model <laughs> like, around here. That's our tagline. I guess we close on that. <laughs> ah. Well, everybody, this has been uh, episode 16 of Bottle Crow. Um, as ever, if you want to write us any questions or comments, you can reach us at bottlecrowpodcast at gmail.com. We are, on, we are on Twitter at at bottlecrow. A big thank you to Reddit user Pomodi for use of his Harmonies of New Bloom music pack, which we use as our intro and outro music. You can buy it for use in Dota at the in-game store for a couple of bucks, and it's quality stuff. I recommend it. Um, we're on iTunes. You can review us and rate us there. Um, and also it would be very much appreciated if you would share us with a friend. It is our best way of spreading word about the show. Um, we have a Patreon, actually, for the grander site that we are a part of. We're part of uh, Scanline Media at scanlinemedia.com, and Scanline Media has a Patreon at patreon.com slash scanlinemedia. All contributions are, you know, go towards new equipment and new software None of it goes into people's pockets. It's just site expenses and things for us to cover and do better coverage with. Um, all the content is free. You don't get anything for contributing to Patreon because we don't want to put anything behind a closed door. Uh, anything you can offer is appreciated, but also just checking it out would be great too. And thanks, everybody, and we'll see you in two weeks. Bye. Thanks.